But there is only one song, the first two lines, probably express the whole uh, thing about him. And it is uh, the, the you don't need Because the beginning of the Psalm 48 it says there. Great is our God. So and then I think this summarized the whole thing. Our God is a great God. No matter which circumstance you are in. No matter the situations that you are going through your life. Think about that. If your body is uh, very weak, you are suffering from all kinds of uh, difficulties in your body. Our God is still a great God. Your emotions can be, your soul can be so uh, down. Your God is still a great God. And your spirit can be weak. Or can be strong. He's still the great God. So no matter which circumstance you are in your life. There is one thing that uh, early morning, uh, in your early morning. You can tell him how great you are. So, and then before we start our official time, so I would suggest, I don't know how to pronounce in, in Chinese, of course. But it's uh, just to express our feeling toward our God. And then we turn to him and say, how great thou art. And then just uh, we are going to sing that refrain. But you need to sing from your heart. Okay, and uh, if you don't remember the the refrain of this hymn, is the number seven. Okay, so let us sing twice or three times and then we are start our official official time. the piano let us sing it once again okay? <coughs>
There is none like you, Lord. There is none like you in the whole universe. You are the only one. How great thou art. How great thou art. So when we now we can open your uh, word to meditate upon that. We ask you the great one to speak to our hearts. Lord, teach your ways to us, Lord. No matter the way you are leading us, we know for sure that your way is always perfect. Because you are the great one. So Lord, we ask you to bless this time. And you teach out your ways to toward us. In Jesus' name we pray. Okay. So let us sing the hymn number 472. Stanzas number 1 and 3. 4, 472.
Well, before we uh, before we begin, would we uh, would you kindly just readjust your seat again? You can see so many empty seats here. And some people insist uh, to sit in the very back. So would you kindly, if possible, if not too difficult for you, let's adjust some seat. And especially, hopefully, this part, that is much easier for, for the speaker and interpreter. So if possible, please move it. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much. Again, you draw us to your feet. We pray that we'll be like Mary, sitting at your feet and listening to your word. We pray that the word this morning was not only change our day to day. We pray that it also will change our life. We know that only your word can change us. You know how stubborn we are. We, you know how difficult we are. But for you, nothing is impossible. Conquer us now, Lord, that we can become conquerors. Thank you, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the time is evil. Now, as you know, that we every uh, in recent uh, days, uh, we almost occupy ourselves on Sunday and Lord's Day with the theme that how we can grow unto Christ the Head. Now we long to grow in, in the Lord. Now my burden is let's come to a very practical site. Definitely, we want a life which definitely grow into the head, Christ, the head. But there must be some practical ways. So, some passage, also in this wonderful book of Ephesians, one letter of Ephesians, that is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. And Paul help us try to walk wisely. How do you know someone is full or the wise? Now, 
you can judge by his way of living. You can know, you just judge how he uses his time. Of course, you are your own. You can use your time according to your will. Especially in this country, no one can dare to, to, to suggest you to do anything. You are your own boss. You should be able to manage your life. You should be able to measure your time. But brothers and sisters, remember, according to the word, now how do we know that we really walk softly and wisely in the presence of the Lord. It's all depend on how we are going to use our time. So the Bible said, redeeming the time because the time is evil. Why the Bible used the word redeeming? Now redeeming all we have is some thought behind it. Something has been lost. Why? If you are your own, you are the boss of your time. You will never lose your time. You will you definitely you definitely will use your time in a very wise way. Your conscience should be in peace. You are very proud to tell yourself that I know how to arrange to manage my life. But brothers, according to the Bible, redeeming the time. Why? Because the time is evil. Now, the time which we are in today is evil. Even you are very pure. Even you are very holy. But this evil world will 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 will, will do something. Because the time is evil. So don't tell me that you always use your time in the right way. So that's why in the Bible, according to Joel chapter two, verse twenty-five. So I will restore to you the ears that swarming locusts has eaten. Because the time is evil. So you find that here we find the swarming swarming locusts around surrounding us around around us. If you are not careful, your ears will be eaten by the swarming locusts. Now, Joel put in a very, very wonderful way. We thought that it's just swarming locusts. This is only the first wave. Wait until you have a second wave. The crawling locust. The third locust, the third wave. The consuming locust. And then the chewing locust. Think about brothers and sisters. It's just a wave, one wave of invasion. Many waves of invasion. You are not yourself. 
Because your ear has been eaten by swarming locust, by crawling locust, by consuming locust, by chewing locusts. Before that happened, everything is green. But after it has been eaten, you know, when you look at the whole situation, all the life of God. But brother, sisters, thank the Lord. God always the God of love. So He promised us. He will restore to us the years that swarming locust has eaten. By this way, we redeem our time. So, brothers and sisters, this morning, I would like to continue to share on how we are going to redeem the time. Of course, that's His work. Because the Lord will restore to us your our ears, uh, the swarming locust has eaten, crawling locust, a consuming locust, and chewing locusts. And don't forget, if the Lord asks us to walk softly and wisely, that's our responsibility. We can be fool, we can be wise. It depends on our choice. Adam has the most foolish thing in the history of mankind. He has chosen tree of knowledge and good and evil. That's not only sinful. That's not only dead. That's foolish. Remember, the mo the, the the where we have so many foolish things today. Because Adam made the wrong choice. God always put us between two trees. Among between two trees. He give us a freedom. He give, he give us the free will. That's why you tell yourself. I owe my life. I know how to choose. I know how to act. God respects you. When you determine go to the way of destruction, God already warned you. What God is doing now, He will use the cherubim just to uh, con- just try to keep the way to the tree of life. That's all. So sometimes we think. Now because we think because the time is evil, that's why our year has been eaten. But don't forget. Even the time is evil. You should be able to walk wisely. Why you prefer the tree of knowledge and good evil than tree of life? So one day when we are in the presence of His mercy, in His in the uh, in before the seat of Christ, remember the judgment star from the house of God. Now that judgment is not the judgment of white throne now. The law has entrusted you with your whole life. 
70 years or 80 years. Now, how we are going to spend the years the Lord has trusted us? So, brothers, let us walk softly and wisely. And let us redeem the time. Because the time is evil. Now the last time I have shown you a very interesting statistic. Now this statistic is very real because we almost we almost know that how everybody lived their life in this country. Because it's based on the statistics uh the U US Bureau of Labor Statistics. Yeah. So roughly we know that in two oh oh nine how Americans live their life. We are talking about daily life. Now we know that if you are working so it's employed persons work an average seven point five hours. But then, of course, you just not work for the whole day. You when you come home, definitely you have household activities. And also the mothers and the housewife, they also involved with household activities. So now ladies spend an average of 2.6 hours on such activities. Men spend 2 hours. So that's how you spend your day. And then how about leisure activities? Now leisure activities you discover between the age 15 and uh, 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 everyone age uh, now, uh, everyone age fifteen and over. Now, how long, how much time they spend in their leisure activities? For the man, five point eight hours. For women, five point one hours. Now, during that hours. Most of them watch their television. On average, 2.8 hours per day. Of course, you not just watch your, your TV all the time. So you have spent some time for socializing. For Christians, they come to the meeting, something like that. So on average, per day, three quarter hour per day. And then of course you need to keep yourself in good shape, right? So you will never say that when I'm doing exercise, I'm wasting my time. No, you won't say that. I have to support my family. I have to live a longer life to serve the Lord. You all have a wonderful, good excuse to do something. So exercising, sports and recreation is about two hours for men and 1.5 hours, 1.4 hours for women. So brothers and sisters, roughly, you know, uh, in the every day we have to do all these things. So now, let's suppose 
just concentrate on 24 hours. And let's try to find uh, uh, employed persons age 25 and 54. To, to 84. To, to 54. And of course, we assume that they have a children. I think this is almost the majority of people in this country. And then let's see in general on average how people will spend their life. Now of course sleeping seven point seven hours. So one third of our day, one third of twenty four hours just gone like that. Now you never consider that's a wasting. You have to sleep well for you to have enough energy to work. You have to sleep well that you won't have a wrinkle in your in your face. So no doubt that's a must. No one dare to touch that part. You see, you have to sleep well and you have to eat well. No doubt. So sleeping every day seven for seven hours. That's a must. Eating and drinking, of course, the must. One point one hour. That's fast. That's not uh, that's not Chinese way. That's mostly American way. So that's why you take some uh, grab some sandwich during lunchtime. You see in Brazil in Brazil you know when they have an important their, their meal actually important meal is in, in, in the lunch. You have to eat very well in the evening you just eat a little bit. Then I discover why it's very difficult to work in after the heavy lunch in Brazil. But anyway, in this country much better. They don't waste too much time. Roughly is one point one hours. So including the lunch and your supper. American meal is very simple, only one dish. So if lasagna, that is very difficult for me because all just lasagna. So in in this country, there is just there is a way that's really make things quickly. Then with Chinese four kind of dishes, and that's very common, almost like a ritual. But anyway, let's talk about American way. So that's about 1.1 hours. And then, of course, household activities. 1.1 hours. And that's on average. Of course, husband has to watch the dishes after the meal. And sometimes the mother and even children try to help with sweeping the floors. Of course, that's very important. That's not talking about that's not talking about weekend gardening, not not included yet. That just in a that just uh, average life, uh, average uh, uh, time. And then, of course, you have to uh, uh, have to caring for others. Now we not live alone. We do not live alone. Probably the law, you have probably have a parent. Probably have your children. No matter what, every day you should spend one point three hours just to take care of other people. 
And of course, I forgot uh, after sleeping, and we have talked about working. That's most important: working and related activities. That's eight point seven hours. On average. This is average. Sleeping seven point seven. Working eight point seven. Eating and drinking one point one. Household activity also one point one. That 家庭活动一点一个小时 Caring for others one point three. 那关照其他的人一点三个小时 Leisure and sport two point six. 那你做休闲和娱休闲娱乐还有运动是二点六 Now I'm talking about these people between twenty five and fifty four. 那这个二十五到五十四岁 They were employed persons. 那都是工作族的 They are with children. 那他们也有 So you can imagine that their leisure and sports time much, 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 uh, uh, not that, not, uh, not, uh, not man, not, not too long. 那这个娱乐还有运动的时间也不是非常的长。But anyway, brothers and sisters, when you look at this、uh, statistic, 那你看这统计数字的时候 ，If you know how to divide your day, 你如果你要分开你的，你要如果仔细看的时间 ，Let me ask you, you almost has no time at all. That's why you see, brothers and sisters. If you really live according to this schedule, 如果你是照着这个时间去做事 ，you have to sleep. 你要睡觉 ，you have to work. 你要工作 ，you have to relax. 你要休息 ，you have to do the housework. 你要做家庭的工作 ，and you have to eat and drink. 你要吃喝 ，you have to take others. 你要关照别人 ，so brothers and sisters. This will give you a very good excuse. You are too tired. You are exhausted. You have nothing for anything else. But brother, you have listened to the message. Every Sunday, our Christian life should grow. We should grow into Christ the head. We should grow into Christ the head. But if you do not have time for the Lord, even you cannot squeeze any time for your Master. You live for yourself. Think about it. You live for yourself. Now remember, not only for yourself, you live for your parents, you live for your children. Not only for yourself, you live for your parents, you live for your children. Not only for yourself, you live for your parents, you live for your children. Not only for yourself, you live for your If you have no time to study the Bible, if you have no time before in the presence of the Lord, you have no time to come to the meeting. Brothers and sisters, we can talk about very beautiful ideal. Christian grow unto maturity. How can we grow? We are simply merely saved. That's all. We are simply merely saved. That's all. So think about brothers and sisters. Now to know to to know the word of God is one thing. That you have to know God's word is one thing. To do the will is another thing. To do the will is another thing. That's why. That's why. They kept people of Israel so busy. They have no time to reflect. They never think about exercise. 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 They never think about
Our future is not in this land. Our future is in the land of Canaan. It promised land. So brothers and sisters, they even have they, they even don't have time to reflect. Because, because they want to survive. Brothers and sisters. Are we here just for surviving? Why we are here for? Are we living for eating or are we eating for the living? Of course you always say that because we are we are we 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 are eating because we want to live. You will never make our eating as a goal. Final issue, no, not at all. So if all these are just for our life, now what is your living? Now, before you are saved, you are your own. And we even indulge ourselves in sin and the flesh. Our time has been wasted. But now, after we are saved, now, brother, sister, we want to live for the Lord. But think about it. No more time. But let's listen carefully. Why you have to sleep? For eight hours. Because you live for yourself. Now your basic life, you have to keep yourself in good shape. So in that twenty-four hours, now you put down eight as eight hours for sleeping. And then you have to work. You have to survive. So that 8.7 hour also gone. That's not yours. You have no way because that's the way we, we you survive. But then of course you have a parent, you have a children. Now you have to take care of your parents. Again, that's legal, brothers and sisters. Legal, legal. So it means that no, that means finally it, no because you ought to do that. Think about it because as 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 a son, as a children, we have to honor our parents. So think about it, you not only live yourself, you also live for your parents. But also your home is not all yours. Now now even you are very tired after you come home. But think about it, after the evening meal you have to wash dishes. Sometimes you have to do some something heavy some heavy duty. You, you, you have to go to basement to do to fix something. Again, if you are not married, you don't need that time. Now, of course, even uh, that, that, uh, you don't have to do all this kind of work. But because you're not only for yourself, you live for your husband, also for your wife. But then we have the children. Think about it. You have to take care of them. You have, to nurse, you have to nurse them, you have to feed them. And you even have to play with them. Think about it. Why in your day, every day, you put that quality time there? Because you not only live for yourself, you live for your parents, you live for your wife or husband, you live for your children. Brothers and sisters, that's it. 
That's why you have your whole schedule of every day. So But my point is this. If somehow you recognize Christ as your master. If he is a master of your life, then who supposed to plan the time? Brothers and sisters, our Lord is never a harsh master. After you are saved, you ought to live, you ought to live according to God's testimony. And a husband should be a better husband. Wife has should be a better wife. Children better children. Think about brothers. This this is the Christian life. Christian life never think never mean that you should leave away your leave your home. Now you just live in the in the, uh, somewhere and uh, even the mon- even in the forest in in the in the desert. No, that's not Christian life. So, brothers and sisters, you still have your family life. You still have to take care of yourself. You still have so many duties. But tell me, brother, is that all? Do you think that's the way the lo, uh, Swami locusts, crawling locusts, should eat all our time just like that? Now, brothers, when God said, I will restore your ears, there must be some way. In other words, in your daily schedule, if you have some time for your children, if you really love your master more than your children, isn't that reasonable? Somehow you should squeeze some time for your master. Do you think that's too much for you? If you love your parents so much, but if you become the disciple of our Lord, not disciple, mentor. So that means we ought to love our master more than our parents. So if our parents should be should be able to occupy some of our time, do you think is it reasonable if our Lord try to have some time from you? But only when you spend that those time that some time then you will grow. If you don't give that time, you even do not give the Lord any opportunity for him to work in you in your life. So isn't that very practical, brother sister? Let's not talk about something very high, very high, very noble. 
Now we only talk about one thing. If we belong to the Lord, if every time when we come to the breaking of bread, we say we are touched by the love of God. And if the love of Christ really constrains us, brothers and sisters, now can we say to our Lord, I'm exhausted. It is you who give me my wife. It is you who give me my husband. Now my children is your in is your gift. I was born into my parents' family. Is this the good excuse? That's it. That's your life. So brother, in order to store restore our ears. Let's come to a very basic thing. We will come to the basic of Christian life. Or I should say the basic of Christian living. I'm not talking about high ideal. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about minimum part. Brother, sister, in order for Christian to grow, how we are going to Occupy how we are going to organize our day every day. Now, brothers, I cannot tell you. But the Lord can tell you. Through His Word. So this morning I will keep you very busy. I will go through the Word of God and tell us what is kind of basic of basic Christian life. Now, if we try to be Christians, if we want to live a Christian life, do we live our Christian life weakly? No, no, week, every week. So today we are weekly Christians. We are busy, but Sunday we give our time to the Lord. So in this country, Christians are only weekend Christians. Now weekend, it means you to take a Saturday off. That's uh, for the gardening. Oh, that day reserved for the for for the family. So that's why in this country it's very difficult for you to arrange any conference, any any meeting on Saturday. Then wife will complain, husband will complain, children will complain. Now brother, you have to live that kind of life. No one can change that kind of style, but because that's American way of life. But brothers, aside from American life, let me tell you what is Christian living. Now, if you know that how we should live our life, I think your problem is solved. You know how redeemed the time. You know how God is going to restore the year that has been eaten by the locusts. So now let's let let us go to uh, let's go to the Bible. So let's turn to Exodus. Exodus. Sixteen.
Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. You see, you know the story here very well. In the in the wilderness, God, God was going to send manna to them. So that's why the Lord said, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. Now in the wilderness, what is the food? Now you must have some food to give it energy to walk in that great and terrible wilderness. So brother, sister, how are you going to the how are they going to uh, to have that food? Do they gather their mana every week? Do you gather mana there every month? No. According to the Bible. They should gather the manna every day. Not only that, they had to get up very early. Why early? Because if you are too late, then the manna will be melted. Then you have nothing to eat for that day. So how are you going to have a strength to have to walk in the wilderness? So you see that? Now if you want to keep it in the refrigerator, now, according to the Bible, next day it is it's all will be corrupted. So in another word, people of Israel never feed the day of they never feed the manna given by yesterday. Their life is daily life. So brother sister, remember. If you want to walk in this great and terrible wilderness, if you know how to help your children, if you how to, if you know how to behave as a daughter-in-law, if you want to be a good wife, in this great and great terrible wilderness, you have no strength whatsoever. So brother, how do you, how do you walk in that day in the wilderness? Remember, brothers, what you need is heavenly manna. So think about it. Now, no matter how you govern your day, if you want to grow in the Lord, the first thing you don't want to you want you don't want to collapse in the wilderness. You need your physical body need to maintain to do you, you have to maintain your physical body. If you fall away in the wilderness, how can you reach the promised land? Oh you say I know that promised land. I know that Christian life should grow unto the head. The Christ. Christ. We know that. We know that. But how you again there? The Lord only say, "How about today?" When you wake up every morning, the Lord give you another day. Have you thought about it? How you are going to manage that day? Sometimes the day was most terrible. 
After you came back from your work, you said that's it, that's it. I'm nothing to do with that work anymore. I want to see that boss anymore. Yes, you're so frustrated. But next day, you see, I have to say hi, smile to your boss. Why, brother, sister? What is the energy? What is strength for you to go through that kind of life? But I was amazed. Many Christians, they don't gather heavenly mana and they are still strong enough to. Go through some kind of life. No wonder. So many Christians who are failure. So many defeated Christians. So many broken families, even among those people. So you see, brother, sister. Now you see that. If in every day, in our daily schedule, you even do spend some time before the Lord to gather mana. What I mean is this. Why early morning? Do you have to lit do you have to take literally you really rise up very early? So it depends on your work, right? If you only work during the evening or whole uh, if you yeah, if you doing the night shift. So of course, brothers and sisters, you just in the early morning just come home. So what is the meaning of the morning in the time in the Bible? We know that the morning is the best period, best part of the whole day, normally speaking. If we translate it into our language, it is quality time. Everybody's busy, everybody's busy. And one day someone called me. He said, "Brother, I know you are very busy, but I want to have a time with you." He added one more phrase. I want quality time. You see that when we sit together. Don't tell me that you are busy. No. Don't tell me when you are talking to somebody, you still watch your watch. Doctor, not medical doctor always do that, something like that because they have so many patients. You never try to expect some quality time with your doctor. Unless you spend lots of money. Especially you spend lots of money. So you see, my brothers and sisters, think about we are so busy. And what God wants. Is our quality time. We rise up early morning. When we talk about quality time, it may be in the morning, it may be in the evening. It's not a law. This is only principle. Every morning when you gather mana means you spend some quality time with the Lord. You don't have to take too long, brother. Every day, probably just 15 minutes. 
15 minutes. 即使是十五分钟。No matter how busy you are. 无论你有多忙碌的话。Now be sure that that's the best time of your life, of、uh, your day. 要确定说这是你这一天最好的。Be sure that you really give the quality time to your master. 就是把你最好的时间归给你的主人。Then you open your Bible. 你就打开你的圣经。Any portion should be okay. 任何圣经的任何的一部分。Now, of course, I would suggest in the beginning, probably you should try Psalms. 当然，开始的时候我们要读诗篇。我提提建议读诗篇。Now you don't have to read the whole psalm, whole chapter. 当然不用读整篇。So you just read. 就读。You read something in the presence of the Lord. 你在主的面前读任何的东西。Because this is time the Lord will give you heavenly manna. 因为在这边他就赐给你天上的。So you just read and read and read. 你就读。Important thing that you be you are be you be you try you try to be sure at His feet. That's all. Now that's important. Some people they are there. Actually, their mind is wandering the whole world. That 有的时候有些人读圣经的时候，他就头脑就跑到别的地方。They are being in the presence of the Lord. They worry about disaster in Japan. Now you should worry about that. Not that time. Not that in during that period. So you see, brother, so our brother translated correctly. It's Huangjing Shi. It's golden time. It's gold. Now the television sometime now eight hours. The, the, the eight hour is the most important hour. They call the golden hour. So they always put the best program、uh, in, in that the, in, during that hour. Everybody will watch it. So, brothers, what is your golden period in your time? 那你的时间，你这一天的黄金时段是什么 ？Oh, sometimes we are so tired. 就是说我们相当的疲累。But now we know we have to do to, to read the Bible. 是我们要读圣经。So almost when you want to go to sleep. 当你要去睡觉的时候。You have no energy, no memory, nothing whatsoever. 你现在已经没有任何的记性了。And you just read not even two or three verses, you're falling to sleep. 你读没两三节的时候，你就已经睡着了。But you comfort yourself. 但是你就。Oh, I was still gathering money every day. So, brother, sister, let's be honest before the Lord. Every day we should spend quality time, some quality time with our master. Only fifteen should be all right. Fifteen, don't, don't. Some people just go to extreme. They immediately do it two hours. You will never, you will not last very long. So if fifteen, a fifteen minutes should be enough, brother. Important is with your heart. If your heart is there, fifteen is long enough. If your heart is not there. You are wasting your fifteen minutes. So, brother, sister, do you see that? Christian life, Christian living is daily living. Why? Because you cannot wait for tomorrow. Because all of you know. Remember, in the Christian life, you never put your spiritual food in the refrigerator. Impossible. In the Christian life, you never put your spiritual food in the refrigerator. They receive brothers every day, and because that's exactly daily portion. Then you can, you can, you can survive that day. Enough energy for you to go through the great and terrible wilderness. And not only that, Psalms, eighty-eight, eighty-eight. 
Psalm 88, verse 9. 第九节 I call to you, O Lord, every day. 耶和华，我天天求告你。Do you see that not only every day we gather our manna? 我们不仅是每一天拾取我们的玛拿。This is the word of God. 这是神的话语。And the psalmist said, "I call to you, O Lord, every day." 那些诗人告诉我们说，耶和华，我天天求告你。You not just come here every Tuesday to pray. 你不仅是只有星期二来到这边祷告。Our prayer life should be daily life. 那我们的这个祷告的生活呢，是每天的。Because every day you have your need. That's why the Lord teach us to pray. So, Lord, we pray. Give us the daily, daily food. So you see, brothers, when you open your eyes, oh, you now, now let's learn to pray. Only the Lord can supply us this day. So you see, brothers, sisters, why we pray every day? Because we have a burden. Think about it. Our burden is not weekly burden. That 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 our burden is Your burdens. So and we will cry to the Lord every day. We pass on all our burden to Him. So burden no longer upon your shoulder. Then you don't have to worry anymore. Now all you should worry is your worry. So my brothers and sisters, worry just like a locust. Not only what is your days, also what is your life. And sometimes our physical body even deteriorated just because of that. When we are depressed, when we are depressed, why we are depressed? We cannot take that burden anymore. We have to ask the pill to help us, to, as if to forget about that burden. Brothers, sisters, we have to cry to the Lord every day. You have to pray, especially for your burden. And when you shift your burden to the Lord. Thank the Lord. Then what happened? Then you really are able to walk in that way. Otherwise, every day, daily burden will crush you and me. Now I cannot go to detail. I think you know your burden quite well. But thank the Lord. Here's another verse. Here's another verse. Sixty-eight. Psalm sixty-eight, 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 verse nineteen. Ah, sixty-nine. Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Think about it. If you pray daily, and if you submit your burden daily, if the Lord do nothing, what can you do? 
Thank the Lord. Our, the God of God of a Savior who daily bears our burdens. So, brothers and sisters, on your side, you hang in, you submit your burdens. And then, every day, the Lord, uh, God didn't say, oh, let me continue the, the Sunday, the Lord's day I will take you. No, every day. So think about it. Every day, you are no longer heavy laden. So you see, brother Sergio, the problem is this. We keep the burden with ourselves. And watch me tell a very interesting story. He watched some workers to build a building. Now, during the process of building a house, they had to pass on the brick. Pass on the brick, you see? So then, the from from the lower so 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 many people line up to the that building. So one one the one pass on the a brick to another. And then another. And when I get the when I receive the burden, I pass it on. I always pass it on. So watch me, he said. Only when you always pass it on, you have no more burden. If you don't do it, then all the burden will accumulate and will crush you. So the secret is you have to pass it on. So brothers, somehow we, every day we have to pass on our burden and he did not refuse us. He really bear our daily burden. So someone suggests you better not do the boss of any company. Why? Why Why boss? Because there's no more higher than you. You are CEO, you are most important person. You have to make a you have to make a good good you have the right decision. So you can imagine, even you earn lots of money as a CEO. Do you know how much burden? Because whole company's burden will accumulate upon you. But some people suggest that. Now, the best position is Vice President. What is Vice President? Vice President, if any burden come to you, you just pass on to, to, the, to the President. Now every Christian ought to be like a Vice President. Don't try to be CEO. So I advise many brothers and sisters. I know many people try to be head, especially among sisters. They know they dare not to be the head. But they want to be the neck. Because if the neck don't move, then the head cannot move. Now, brother, remember as a head, you know how great the responsibility is this. I will let you to be the head. You direct the whole family. But be sure you get us somewhere, not, not nowhere. So you see, brother sister, for that reason, we ought to learn how to live this Christian living daily. 
To collect mana daily. To pray daily. And more than that. 145. Now these are all word of God. You see? Now verse 2. Every day I will praise you. Brother sisters, not just come Sunday, not just come to the Lord's Day. Now why you don't know how to praise during the break no bread? Because you don't praise daily. If you learn praise to praise daily, definitely when we come to the conference, when we come to the break no bread, full of praises. Brother sister, let's learn let's let's cultivate a wonderful habit. Because every day we know that when you remember what the Lord has done for you, you begin to praise. So that's why David has a good habit. He said, I will pray the Lord seven times every day. So as a Christian, we should learn how to pray the Lord at least seven times. You don't have to say it verbally, no. But from your heart, you say, Lord, I praise you. And then one day you discover that day you cannot praise the Lord anymore. But that day is bad day. That day you have so many sufferings. And then you discover you almost cannot go on anymore. Now you are so down that you even don't want to praise. But if you remember, you had to pray your Lord every day. In your daily life, you see the praise ought to be squeezed into your life. So it becomes your habit. No matter how busy you are. When you have when you are in the subway, you say, Lord, I praise you. When you are driving your cars, you say, I praise you. But of course with your eye opens. You see, brother, sister, remember, thank the Lord. He really did, he really we really have to learn how to praise him all the time. And then, when you reach a certain day, you are so down, you say, Lord, I cannot praise you. But thank the Lord. Because somehow, you know that's the word of God. Every day we should praise the Lord at least seven times. You say, Oh, that's law. But don't forget, the law will lead you to Christ. And in the beginning, you keep the law. In the beginning, you pray seven times. When I was young, well, I was like that. I learned to pray the Lord seven times. And then after I fall into sleep, after I fall into sleep, after I, sleep, after I went, I went to bed. And I remember I forgot to pray seven times. Only three times. So I get up and I pray the Lord another four times. So you see, that's legal. That that that's just a law. But I found it's very very useful. Because one day I discovered I couldn't give him my praise. 
But brothers, I still say, Lord, I praise you. What what does that mean? That means you never make any mistake. You do not ill treat me. Actually, you you deal me with your kindness. You never make any mistake. You never make any mistake. I worship you, Lord. So you not only worship God, you also worship the way of God. And then you take something from the hand of the Lord. That's your cross. You are willing to take up your cross and follow the Lord. That day, your mother-in-law says something to you. You just couldn't go on anymore. You are supposed to you suppose you give the praise to the Lord. But whenever you think about what happened, uh, what happened, just happened. But brothers, when you learn to praise, and then you discover the Lord never make any mistake. So what does that mean? So that means that it is by His grace. The Lord used my mother-in-law to mold me and to shape me. Only Lord knows that how difficult I am. Then you thank the Lord. This mother-in-law is tailor-made And my husband is your tailor-made. My children is your tailor-made. When my children went out and to say how what happened to the family. Oh, I was so grieved. Think about it. But thank the Lord. Our children are tailor-made. Only this way, I can know that how difficult I am. I need to be transformed. But this way we grow. Think about it. In the beginning, only the praise. Finally, it's the sacrifice of the praise. Why sacrifice? Every behind every sacrifice, you find the wounds, something's hurt. But thank the Lord. That wound actually create a hole. And that actually as your mouth. To praise the Lord. So thank the for thank the Lord for all the thorns in the rose on, on the rose. Thank the Lord for all the wounds He allowed to happen to you and me. We should turn every wound into the mouth which is supposed to praise our Lord. So you see, brothers and sisters, this is our daily life. Lastly, let's come to uh, Numbers 29.
Now we don't have to read the whole sentence. I just borrow I just take one phrase from there. You have a phrase called daily burn offerings. Yeah. Now Chang in in uh, in uh, in Hebrew it means daily. So in the old testament when you offer a burn offering. You have to do it every day. In the evening, you burn, you you put a ox on the altar. You put the sacrifice on the altar. Then the priest will cut into small pieces. But then put them again. Then using the slow fire. Very slow fire. And with that slow fire, gradually, gradually uh, uh, cook the whole sacrifice. So until next morning, the whole ox become ashes. So in the morning, the, sacrifice, the priest ought to have another sacrifice. Again, when you come, when you when the sun set, you find that again it become ashes. So by this way, we are told that the burn offerings always twenty four hours. It is always there. Now burn offering in the Bible typify our consecration. Now, when we offer ourselves to the Lord, brothers and sisters, it's a daily consecration. Every morning you say, Lord, I consecrate myself to you. Every evening you say, I consecrate myself to you. Remember, in the beginning, you were still on the altar. But when you come to the evening, you find it's become ashes. And for many reasons, you see, brothers and sisters, if you want to keep your consecration going, not only the morning sacrifice or the evening sacrifice. So, brothers and sisters, now in the Bible, now when talk about daily sacrifice, it always talk about burning, burning sacrifice. It speaks of our consecration. That's why you remember in Daniel uh, chapter in, in the book of Daniel, talking about two thousand three hundred days. That's something to do with uh, uh, with, with that's something to do uh, with uh, 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 that's something to do with uh, the uh, uh, the restore the restore of the the restoration of the temple. 
Now we don't go to detail. But very interesting. When Daniel talk about two thousand three hundred days. He talk about two thousand three hundred evenings and mornings. Daniel was in Daniel was in, in, in Babylon. But he lived the day according to Jerusalem. You live in Jerusalem, you live in the world. But actually, you're supposed to have, you're supposed to live the time in, in heaven. So how do they live in the days in Jerusalem? Now evening and morning, evening and morning, how do you count that day? Brother says, Daniel remember very well. If he, still, if he is still in Jerusalem, and he can he can remember he can remember how the evening sacrifice had been presented. So you see, remember when Daniel described how during evening angel appeared to him. He didn't say that he no. When Daniel suggests that. In the evening, when angel appeared to him, and how did he describe that appearance? And he said he he did not say that's evening. He said it is evening. Then something happened. This and this. No. He said during it is the time of evening sacrifice. Why? You are no longer in Jerusalem. You are in Babylon. You should live life according to the world. When he describes some event happened in 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 in, in Daniel uh, in, in in Babylon, brothers and sisters, he tried to describe it. That not just evening. That evening sacrifice. Brothers sisters, if we are really the man of consecration, how do you describe your evening? How describe your morning? Oh, you say every morning I went to, I, I took, I took uh, subway. Brothers, that's one way to describe it. I go to New York. Like, but remember, if you want to tell other people, in during the morning sacrifice, when I took that train, I offer myself to the Lord. I said, Lord, this is your day. I don't know what I'm going to encounter. I know I'm going to meet my boss again. Lord, give me the grace. I know how to work for the whole day. So, brothers, that's the morning sacrifice. Now, when you took your subway back, that's evening. But after the whole day, you know that the whole day is sometimes a day of failure. So you said, I'm undone. That's what I am. Because according to myself, now I do want to fail. But I never give up. Lord, I am not able. But you are able. Let me once again consecrate myself to you, Lord.
That your evening sacrifice. So brother, because of that consecration, when you come home, why will discover a new husband? Children discover a new father. The mercy of God is every day new. Every day you have a new father, new mother, and new children. We grow day by day until we grow into the head. Christ, brothers, that's maturity. So may the Lord really speak to us. Now, of course, I will go through the whole Bible. I didn't go through yet. But that's only the part I can share today. If Lord willing, we will go we will go we will go through it. Not, not today, of course. And uh, so uh, brother, sister, you know that that's really from the Lord, from the word. So when you go back to the word again, and then we know how we are going to live our life every day. And only when we live, live this kind of day, we are able to say, This is Christian living. We are qualified to say, We really grow into the head. And that's what we are here for. So may the Lord really speak to our heart. Christian living is a daily living. If this is so, then you know how God restore your day. In other words, somehow during your daily schedule, you will give more quality time to the Lord for gathering manna, for praying, for praising, and even for consecration. Thank the Lord. It takes time to be holy. It takes time to grow and to maturity. May the Lord speak to our life. Let's just speak to us. Let's pray. Just two or three brothers and sisters.